אתם עם SBS בעברית. היי, אני נאמרת דפנה לוין כאן, אני נאמרת דפנה לוין כאן, דפנה, welcome to Shalom Australia on SBS Radio with Nitsa Lowenstein and we are going to talk about Hanukkah today. Thank Can you. you please tell us what is Hanukkah for you? There's two questions there, I guess, really. The first question is, you know, what is Hanukkah, right? So Hanukkah, if you're just talking about what it actually is, it's an eight-day festival where you light, uh, you know, candles every day, increasing numbers. You eat certain kinds of oily foods. We give gifts to one another, monetary gifts and, and not monetary gifts. Um, it's a real family uh, time. But actually, there's another question there that what, what does it mean, Hanukkah? And I think from you know, a historical perspective and a religious perspective, it's really a triumph of Judaism. And it's about showing the pride of being Jewish and the ability to be proud and kind of out yourself as a Jew even when there's you know, threats around or increasing anti-Semitism or experiences of uh, people um, you know, trying to quash religious expression. So I think that they're two very different experiences that I have about Hanukkah, but uh, equally important, I think. Can you remind our listeners the historical aspect of Hanukkah? Yes, so um, it's around sort of around 160-170 BCE, and we've got the Antiochus the Great, he wants to uh, allow the Jews to kind of have their right to be able to live um, with some Jewish practices under his dominion, but then later Antiochus succeeds him, uh, destroys that, doesn't want the Jews to have any freedom of religion at all, just to be uh, his subjects and um, to kind of follow the Hellenistic uh, traditions and, and pagan ways. And at that time then, there were many different factions of Judaism, just like there are different denominations today. And many of the Jews um, wanting to kind of assimilate into Hellenist culture um, took on a lot of the Hellenist um, ideas, beliefs and practices. But did, some of them did keep hold of some of the Jewish customs, but many of them didn't. And so the Pharisees, who were the stronger Jewish group at the time, where the leaders were very worried about that and, and wanted to combat this uh, Hellenization of the Jews. as well as to get rid of the uh, Hellenist control over Israel. So um, the, the Hasmonean dynasty, um, the Maccabean brothers, fought to get rid of the Hellenists from um, Israel. It took them about 20 years, I think, uh, but they eventually managed to get rid of uh, Antiochus' um, um, troops from Israel and were able to rejoice and, and rebuild the temple that had been um, not only trashed and trampled on, but uh, converted into a Hellenistic uh, temple where they um, worshipped the idols and, and uh, sacrificed pigs, etc. So that was a huge triumph on many levels. When we talk about Hanukkah, we talk about uh, light defeating the darkness. Mm-hmm. I think from your personal experience, when it comes to Hanukkah, Uh, you can illustrate what happened to you. You grew up in London. What happened there? Yeah, um, so it's just the kind of an image that's sort of emblazoned in my mind because I'm one of five children, and in my family the tradition is that uh, each one of us likes a Hanukkah, which was uh, seven Hanukkah uh, in a bay window on the main road in uh, Hendon, so those listeners who, who know London. Um, we didn't live in a particularly um, Jewish area of Hendon, so there weren't too many Jews in the area. So just have, you know, that number of candles um, growing in number day by day over the eight days, just pouring the light into the street just kind of really gave that sense of 
pride of um, of feeling of security and the knowledge that uh, we're in a safe place and we can be proud of our identity as Jews. And then as I um, visited Israel as I was growing up and also when I lived there uh, for several years, just the wonder of being able to drive through, you know, almost any streets in Israel and see window after window of Hanukkiyot, um, people lighting the Hanukkiyot outside their gates or in the, you know, in the shopping centers, the supermarkets. We had huge ones in the parks, um, you know, and just that really public statement um, of being proud to be Jewish, of feeling that sense of security and also bringing light, as you say, to, to kind of chase away the darkness. Mm. Well, it's also to publicize the miracle mm. and also to show how proud we are to have uh, the right and have the freedom to practice our religion and mm. customs. Mm. So mm. these are two things that are really important. And mm. we are talking to Daphna Levin Khan, the head of Jewish studies at the high school, the Emanuel School in Sydney. And you're listening to SBS Shalom Australia with Nietzsche Lowenstein. Daphna, how do we know the history of the Maccabees? Where do we get the information from? Oh, that's really interesting as well. So when the rabbis decided to canonize the Jewish Bible, which I think was around 200 CE, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, they decided not to include the Book of Maccabees, Sefer HaMakabim, um, which actually chronicles what happened, how they fought, and um, how they managed to triumph. It's very hard for us to, to know for sure why they decided to, to leave that book out, but we still do have them so that we can learn through them. But interesting, you know, why the rabbis decided not to include that and instead to focus the attention of the festival on the miracle of the oil um, when the um, temple was completely destroyed but back under Jewish rule, they wanted to kind of immediately start service, services up again in the temple. And one of the first things they wanted to do was to light the oil uh, of the menorah lights, but unfortunately they didn't find enough pure virgin olive oil, which was required for the temple service, except for a very small jug, which they had thought would only last for a day and needed you know, over a week to, to create new oil. But then the, the miracle being that it, it lasted um, eight days and, uh, and then they could have a replenishment of, of oil. So many people have tried to think about why, but it could be that they were hoping to connect the, the ideas of the miracles of Hanukkah more with spiritual and religious elements of God's kind of place in the world for the Jews rather than the military um, tactics and prowess of the Jews. We don't really know for sure, but um, you know, as you mentioned in our conversation, that um, the, the modern Zionist understanding was that they wanted to um, revisit or re-strengthen the concept of the, you know, the David versus Goliath, the, uh, the weak, you know, triumphing over the strong and, and, uh, and large battle, uh, sorry, the large armies and, um, you know, being able to um, gain, regain um, Eretz Israel, to regain Israel again. Yeah, so the narrative changed in, I think, in the 19th century, not just mm. the miracle of the oil, the miracle mm. of, of surviving mm. and be able to go back to Israel and, um, and build the land again. Mm. So they, that became the, narr- the new narrative of uh, the tw- 19th, 20th century. Daphne Levin Khan, head of Jewish studies, the Emanuel School, the high school. Thank you so much. And Chag Hanukkah Sameach. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? 
האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי, או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.